scripture says that his star had risen. I'm hoping that at one point we'll study something on the stars. And these people studied the stars and they saw the Messiah star rise from their location where they came from the east. They came from the east gate. And they came to the king asking how they could locate this Messiah. And in fact, that was the first time Jesus Christ was referred to as the king of the Jews. It's very important because they came in search of not just Messiah, they said king of the Jews. You come to a king, King Herod, and you are asking him, where is the child who has been born king of the Jews? Read it in Matthew 2 from verse 1 to 2. In the time of King Herod, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, wise men, the Magi from the east, came to Jerusalem asking, where is the child who has been born king of the Jews? For we observed his star at its rising. Each one of us is a star. And you can tell when we begin to rise that we're born. They could tell this star begins to rise, this multitude of stars, but all of a sudden, the star of David begins to rise. And they come to pay him homage. What do you expect King Herod to engage? Offense. Right there and then, offense was set in. And what is the aftermath of offense? He becomes so taken that offense begins to build up within him so strongly, he waits for the Magi to come back and tell him where the king of the Jews was so that he would go kill him. But they were warned by the Lord not to return to King Herod. So what happens? He decides to kill all the kids that are two-year-olds. Like, who does that? Can you see what offense can cause? Just because yes. you hear that there's another king born? Like he's mm -hmm. a baby. When do you think he's going to take over your throne? <laughs> it's going to take a while. <laughs> right? But I want you guys to see that this is how it shows up. And then if you go on to talk about the case with him and John the Baptist, it's the same thing. Mm -hmm. And then mm -hmm. if, if you move on to the circumstance surrounding his death, I mean, this man mm -hmm. is healing you guys. He's raising your dead. He's showing you guys love. Even when the disciples will push your kids away, you'll be like, let the kids come to me for to such belongs the kingdom of heaven. He's doing you all this good. You want him dead? What are the motivations behind that? Because you feel that he's just a carpenter's son because you feel that he's just an ordinary Jew and scripture says that they were terribly aggravated when Pontius Pilate called Jesus the king of the Jews they were so upset at that so this term king of the Jews is like king of America like they were a whole nation rejecting that he's not their king yet he was their king but was their king as their spirit ruler not as a physical being so the demonic realm was pushing them towards killing their king and Pontius made sure it was written there in Greek in Latin in Hebrew in three languages king of the Jews on his cross as much as it it hurt them 
to have him displayed in that form, even in death, they were going to face the object of their offense. Mm. Hey, Nadia, I like it how the Amplified Bible says, um, verse 6, if I may. Yes. It, it says, and blessed, happy, fortunate, and to be envied is he who takes no offense at me and finds no cause for stumbling in or through me and is not hindered from seeing the truth. That's so beautiful. So when you engage the spirit of offense, you will be unable to see the truth. Yeah. You don't even want to see the truth. And was this not the case with John the Baptist? He already saw these things. He already heard these things. Instead of him saying that, oh, Messiah, I'm in prison. I love you, blah, blah, blah. He was acting like the things he was hearing and seeing Jesus do were not true. Mm -hmm. He was stumbling because of engaging the spirit of offense and became unable to see the truth. But when he sent his disciples to Jesus as though he was actually asking a sincere question, Jesus Christ told him the same things that he was refusing to see, the truth. I don't need to tell you, I am Messiah. You see the deaf can hear, the leprous are healed. You see the lame are walking, the lion can now see. These are truth. The truth you have seen, the truth you've been hearing, that is it. You don't need me to confirm to you that I'm Messiah. If these things don't prove to you as the truth of who I am, then my words will do nothing. What will my words do? Anybody can just come up and say I'm Messiah. Mm. So you don't need a word from me. You don't even need to hear that. Yeah, he said yes. No, you see all of it right there. What are you trying to deny? Why do you mm -hmm. refuse to see the truth? That is offense. And every mm. step of the way, even the Pharisees, they would take offense at the way Jesus Christ was well vast in his expression of the Torah. He would sit in the temple and express God's word so magnificently in a way they never could. And instead of receiving that, they were offended mm. by it. Mm -hmm. because they knew they had gone to school and they had done all of these things and Jesus wasn't there when they were doing it. But how could he, you know, um, say all of these things so eloquently? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so now Jesus is like, okay, if you all hear all these things and see all these things that I'm doing and you choose to engage offense, now receive the reward for rejecting offense. It's a blessing. God of all the universe has placed a blessing for rejecting the spirit of offense. There is value in God's kingdom when these two kingdoms are positioning themselves before you. One from the dark kingdom, the spirit of offense, the spirit realm of your God is presenting a blessing before you when you begin to receive information of another person's breakthrough. Two kingdoms are positioned before you to make a choice. One is a spirit of offense. The other is a blessing. When you reject the spirit of offense, you will receive the blessing. So when you choose to enjoy the value of being rewarded by God for resisting that spirit, 
Offense hovers around us all. It's seeking to get into a partnership with you. Will you allow it? No. Amen. There's a spirit close by that stirs up negative emotions and actions. You see how King Herod reacted. You see how the Jews reacted. They would rather have Barabbas, who stole from them, than the one who gave them things, gave them healing, gave them food. So Jesus Christ wanted us to be aware of this spirit of offense that is very close by. He wants us to know that this spirit of offense does not seek permission and it can easily go undetected. And so when Jesus Christ repeated to the disciples of John the Baptist, the same things John the Baptist had heard and seen, he had to let him know that there's a blessing attached to rejecting that spirit of offense because that is what motivated you to do what you did. And so Jesus Christ also wants you and I to watch out for its presence on hearing a good report concerning another. That's number one. Watch out for its presence when you hear a good report about another or when you see someone else that you are so accustomed to thriving. The spirit of offense doesn't happen if it's a stranger or if it's just somebody else. It happens when it's someone that you believe you guys are equals or somebody you're accustomed to. That is when it happens. Mm. Wow. You know, no one's ever put a, a word to or names to that feeling that you get when you see that somebody got, got a job or or got that position that you were going after and that, that negative feeling that you got, now no, it's spirit of offense. Exactly. This is what Jesus Christ does. He mm. teaches us what is going on in the spirit realm. But mm. it's in seeking, it's in delving into his word and pulling it apart and allowing revelation have its way that you begin to see what is of the spirit. So right now he talks about the spirit of offense he didn't call it spirit of offense. He called it offense, but we know it's a spirit. And then he talks about a blessing. And we know that both of these things, the blessing comes from the kingdom of God. The offense comes from the kingdom of darkness. And we as spirit beings tend to engage with these things without knowing. Now you know. When that feeling begins to stir up within you, you know that offense is like, hey, want a cookie? <laughs> yeah. Right there. Now we know. And this is what this is all about. To be able to walk in the spirit and understand how to make covenants with the kingdom of God and resist the kingdom of darkness. They are all around us trying to bait us in one way or the other. When we should be rejoicing, our friend is thriving, we should be, yay! You know that because of the love and proximity it will happen for you too. Instead, we engage offense. Wow. You know, it's funny because I don't think anyone's ever really put a name to that feeling one may feel when that happens, but there it is, the spirit of offense. Wow. <laughs> um, amen. Valerie, one minute. I My computer is acting up, so I wanted you to... One minute. Um, Valerie, can you repeat what you said? 
Well, I was just saying that, you know, no one's ever put a, a word to or names to that feeling that you get when you see that somebody got got a job or, or got that position that you were going after and that, that negative feeling that you got. Now, no, it's spirit of offense. Exactly. This is what Jesus Christ does. He mm. teaches us what is going on in the spirit realm. This is what he does. But it's in seeking, it's in delving into his word and pulling it apart and allowing revelation have its way that you begin to see what is of the spirit. So right now he talks about the spirit of offense. He didn't call it spirit of offense. He called it offense, but we know it's a spirit. And then he talks about a blessing. And we know that both of these things the blessing comes from the kingdom of God. The offense comes from the kingdom of darkness. And we as spirit beings tend to engage with these things without knowing. Now you know. When that feeling begins to stir up within you, you know that offense is like, hey, want a cookie? <laughs> yeah. Right there. Now we know. And this is what this is all about. To be able to walk in the spirit and understand how to make covenants with the kingdom of God and resist the kingdom of darkness. They are all around us trying to bait us in one way or the other. When we should be rejoicing and partying with, you know, our friend is thriving, we should be partying, yay! You know, you know that because of the love and proximity, it will happen for you too. Instead, we engage offense. There's a blessing. Oh, how good it is when brothers are together in unity. There's a blessing that is poured out like oil on Aaron's beard. This is the truth. There is a blessing in living together in harmony, in loving, in rejoicing over your brother and your sister. There is a true blessing. Scripture talks about it. And Jesus Christ is saying it here to his disciples and the disciples of John the Baptist. He didn't outrightly tell him, oh, you're engaging offense, but he brings it up. Why do you think he brings it up? It's because he could see it. He could see it. I mean, answering John the Baptist did not warrant him saying that. You know, and this is the beauty about scripture. When something is going a certain way, okay, here we're talking about John the Baptist and him sending people and asking this simple question, how come Jesus is now placing a blessing for someone who is not engaging offense? Why would he, after responding to John the Baptist, say that blessed is he who is not offended by me? Why would he say that as though they were talking about offense or talking about a blessing, right? It wasn't part of that conversation. So where did that come from? That is why you study to show yourself approved. He's a man of the spirit. He saw the spirit. He saw it operating in his, mm -hmm. his cousin. The first one Jesus Christ was trying to say was, watch out for the spirit of offense mm -hmm. when you hear a good report on another. The mm -hmm. second point Jesus Christ was saying is, when you get into partnership with the spirit of offense, it will take you down a hateful path. Mm -hmm. And you will get into ungodly activities. We saw that with the Israelites, how they crucified Jesus. We saw that with King Herod, 
how he would kill all the two-year-olds in the land because of a spirit of offense. I mean, who does that? That is how it starts. You get offended. There's a lot of hate towards that person. And of course, Jesus Christ interpreted hate as murder. And he became so literal in the way that they killed Jesus and then Herod killed the two-year-olds. So number three, what Jesus Christ was also saying, that besides this engagement with the spirit of offense, I want you to know that there's a blessing you receive from not getting into partnership with offense. And number four, Jesus Christ is saying that if you did know, now you know. Know there's a blessing in resisting the spirit of offense. And do not lose out of this blessing. None of us has mastery of these things, right? If you really love someone, you might not be offended. But if it's somebody you don't love, you might get offended. Mm -hmm. And so that's how love is able to conquer all of these things. You know, I've seen families where they get easily offended when the other one thrives. Yes, so sad. Yeah, we don't have mastery of this. And that's why when the Lord calls you or calls me, for example, to start this spirit talks with Nadia and begin to write that book, Spirit, 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 it is to bring emphasis on the spirit realm and how we interact with the spirit of God and the demonic realm daily. It's as easy as hearing that good news. Daily we interact with these kingdoms. I want to place emphasis, especially in this season, that Jesus Christ had to live in a bodily form. He had to take on this flesh so that the Holy Spirit will come and empower our spirit towards the spirit realm. Mm -hmm. He took on the flesh, came and lived out the flesh, saw what we were struggling with, and he's like, you know what, I got to go. Holy Spirit got to come because humans, they need the Holy Spirit. <laughs> yeah. Oh, they need like, they need the Holy Spirit or else they will not be aware of what is going on because man, this devil has really got them all wrapped up. Like I was baptized. I was in the spirit and I went to fast and this devil will not let me rest. He was giving me food. I mean, I was not eating. I was not drinking. He was giving me food. He was offering me all this stuff, man. These people, my people, they need the Holy Spirit. In fact, they need me to die for them. Wow. Or else they won't even sense when Satan is coming to them. I am the son of God. I can see him. They, they can't see him. So I need them to receive the Holy Spirit to empower them to begin to live for the kingdom of God and understand the spirit realm of God and move towards it so that they can resist this devil because he is coming for them. Man, it wasn't funny being in that flesh. They need him. I am so excited about my book, Spirit, Spirit, Spirit. God is amazing. I can go on and on and think about what the Lord has done so far. But, you know, I just wanted to get on here and thank you so much for all the, <laughs> the support. And thank you for all the feedback I've been getting. Thank you for purchasing this book and buying for loved ones. Some of you bought like seven copies. Some of you bought like five copies. I am so delighted. God wants us to not only stay on the outskirts 
and say, hey, come, come here, come here. He wants us in his kingdom realm with him. He wants to show us heaven. When Jesus Christ tore the veil, when he died and he took us into heaven, he seated us in heavenly places with God. So right now we are in that seated position. <laughs> it is just an endless life of growing our spirit man. So I found out that when Adam and God were interacting in the beginning, it was all about a spiritual interaction. So he made you and I to have a spiritual interaction consistently. What stopped that? What took us away from that? This is all and so much more you will encounter in Spirit, Spirit, Spirit. So I want you right now, I want to encourage you. Go for it. Go grab your copy. Please grab your copy. Tell me about it. Tell me what the Lord is already doing in your life. Tell me what the Lord is doing in the life of the loved one you will also buy the copy for. I encourage you to give the gift of the Spirit. Thank you.